This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Fuck! Just open with a nice long fuck. Yeah, yeah we both had very, very long <clears throat> weeks, and it's only Tuesday. Does my voice sound a bit like ass right now? It Actually, seems like it might. That, it's not that bad. You might be dragging a little bit, but it's a not that bit. bad. I had a long morning of yelling. <laughs> I, I'm doing. I don't think I've actually officially announced it because they did the announcement while I was gone. Yeah, I don't think I can not. say anything. So I, I, along with Spike Ferriston from Car Matchmaker, uh, the NASCAR driver Brian Vickers, and uh, uh, Sam Smith from Esquire Magazine, are uh, hosting the Car of the Year, which is a mini series on Esquire TV, five episodes, where we have four different categories uh, coupes, sedans, exotics, and truck SUV. And <clears throat> we have a series of challenges and eliminations to narrow it down to the car of the year. It'd be great if they presented this kind of like the after-school special where there was a special lesson learned after every episode. The, da, 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 the more you know. Why you don't buy Audis, they all understeer. Uh, the R8 doesn't. No, the R8 the R- is good. Yeah, well. And the TTRS doesn't either. Yeah. Um, but in fact, now that I think of it, there were no Audis in our test. But that's mainly not. because there weren't any new Audis. No, at there's the time. not. The TT could have gone into coupes, but it was not available in time. Theoretically, if this happens again <coughs> this coming Jesus. year, you'll have a new R8 to test. Uh, that too. Yep. Yeah. Although that would go into the exotics category. I that believe. would. So, uh, so that's coming. Um, they're showing a preview October fourteenth, and then the show is October twenty fourth. I think. Check your local listings. Uh, it's on Esquire TV. And uh, so all morning I was reading. Uh, they actually it was it's kind of nice. They invited. They had me do all the voiceover. Mm-hmm. So like of the four hosts, I'm the only host doing voiceover, which is pretty cool because I'm like the god voice. Yeah, and to be fair, you're by far the most experienced doing voiceover in that team too. Uh, that may be true. Yeah, that may. But Spike I, but, might be close, but but they but yeah. they didn't want. Uh, you know, Spike uh, is great, but he's got a. He, he's not like he's quiet, but they wanted they wanted this. Yes, they wanted coming up on Esquire's Car of the Year. They so wanted American Clarkson. They they wanted yeah. uh, like halfway to Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. So this morning, I literally read probably. 20 to 25 pages of voiceover in that voice. Yeah, and, and Spike doesn't exactly have that register. I drank I drank like seven cups of tea. Yeah. <laughs> like chamomile tea. Like, you know, it, it's that's a lot of like yelling to mm-hmm. do. Like, and even if you do it a little bit to get you, you really have respect for like singers that or can the, do that even shit. rougher is, is like the VO guys, like, you know, like Joe DiMaggio that does like Bender and oh, a million yeah, other yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. He's, you mean the VO guy? The VO in a world that guy. Well, no, no, he that's that's a different guy. But uh, Dimaggio does like a million cartoons. Like, oh yeah, there's a few guys. There's like ten guys that do ninety percent of the voices that you'll hear on. Yeah, TV. no, those the, those guys. But they don't like a lot of the time. They're using like a normal talking voice. You normal should, talking voice is way different from announcer voice. You should see the. They made a great documentary on it. It's uh, what's it called? <sighs> 
The Voice You Know or something? Uh, it's on Netflix. I can't recall what it is. I'm sure uh, I'll look the last 10 seconds of the show. Yeah. 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 But uh, I was gone. I got back last night at like midnight from my travels. You know, I shot, I went to New York yep. to do the 350 and 350R. Mm-hmm. Shelby, which did we talk about on the show that I was going? We we talked about that you were going. And did we talk about that I was annoyed about the whole process, really? Yeah, we covered that at great length yeah. because it was anno- because it was rather stupid. Because I had to buy my own flight. That's yeah. one. And and it, this sounds like complaining, but it's not necessarily complaining because it's a legitimate kind of gripe in an indus- in a standard that has been precedented the other way yeah when there's a you know we don't make a ton of money you know from we, you do if you work a lot i mean and, and fortunately we work a or lot, if you're but, an editor of one of the big magazines right, but but like yeah. going on a, the act of going on a press launch to drive a car doesn't make you money especially for a small outlet like us right where it's oftentimes out of pocket hoping that we'll make it back right now if you work for you know if you're dan neal and you work for wall street journal the journal will pay for all your expenses because they want that the full impartiality the editorial independence you yeah. know what i mean so the even at a, at a launch where manufacturers will fly in your average journalist or someone like me, Dan's company will pay for his own way. Yeah. So, you know. Or, or a road and track or a motor trend or any of the or, bigger. Yeah, yeah. They have money for that. If I don't a, have money yeah. for that. It's if, if it's on paper, they probably pay the way. Right. I, I don't. So if, if yeah. a manufacturer is going to fly me to a press launch and I think people will watch the video and there are no expenses, I can make the video, right? But this one, the the 350 was important. It's an important car. Well, and, and beyond the important thing, it's also an important car to you. This I is wanted a car to drive that you it. Really want to I drive wanted it. to drive it. Yeah. If it was if it was anything else, I mean, even something. If it was the new 911 with the turbo motor, maybe I would skip it if I had to pay my own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the math wouldn't work out, and I would get a crack at it later. But I did not legitimately. I didn't ever think that I would get another crack at the R on a racetrack. And so okay. I was like, the, I knew what I was getting into, even though I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yep. And so the best case scenario for that event, and I'm talking best case, everything goes perfectly. Mm-hmm. I fly to New York, stay at my parents' house, drive two hours to Lime Rock, and get three laps in the 350 and three laps in the R. That's what I was promised. For those out there who don't know about Lime Rock in Connecticut, it's a beautiful track. It's very historical. It's a lot of fun to drive, but it's short. A lap around Lime Rock is a minute. One minute. So in a best-case scenario, I'm looking at three minutes of seat time in the 350, three minutes in the R. And... And if you would, if your parents didn't live there, you didn't have somewhere to stay. If you yeah. would have been, that would have oh, been another, yeah. you know, no, if my parents 150 didn't bucks live a there, minimum. and if I didn't have, I mean, at first it was one of their cars, but I ended up with a, with a press car with a Lexus RCF, which I'll talk about in a little bit oh, later. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and, and you had one as well for a while. And, I have uh, one for a week, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got this one for this week, and, and uh, without that... It would have been even more expensive, you know. So a one take video makes like on average like two hundred to three hundred dollars, yeah. right? And 
especially if you exclude a wheel well plug, now it's less. You know, you know what I mean? Right. And, and just to, to stave off anybody that goes two or three hundred dollars just for driving up once, they got to understand that that's our only income. That's not yeah, yeah. bonus income. Yeah. And the flight was six hundred bucks. Yeah. So my my best perfect break even was break even. Yeah. And if I broke even, I would have been like, you know what? Okay. And I get there, and I wake up in the morning at 5.30 a.m. to drive to Lime Rock, and it is pissing rain. Pissing which is, rain. Which is good conditions for a GT350. Right. Well, let's talk about all the muscle cars that I have gotten on planes <laughs> to drive in the last two years. There's the, the ZL1 at VIR. Yep. Rained. Yep. There's the, uh, the Z28 at Monticello. Rained, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let me drive the car at all. Then, Which you kind of understand now, I'm sure. Well, a, a GM representative called it worthless in the wet. Yeah. And so they didn't let me drive, but I flew across the country, didn't get to drive it. Uh, the uh, I went to Portland to drive the Hellcat Charger Challenger. Which is crazy because why would they hold it in the city in a city that's known to rain? Well, all the guess time? what happened? It fucking rained. Yeah. Then I went to Washington D.C. to drive the Charger Hellcat. Yep. Rained. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Portland to drive the 2013 Mustang GT when that was new, and it snowed. So okay. that's my track record. Well, here's the thing: is at least you have consistency in your te- testing exactly. methodology. Exactly, I have a control sample. You do, uh, as it were. And so I'm driving the two hours up to Lime Rock in this Lexus RCF, and it's just pissing rain. Which and is I, also, I, I'm curious to know how that was in the rain. It was totally fine. Okay, I mean, I wasn't like whipping it. I was yeah. just driving up yeah. there, and it was fine. There was nothing to 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 be worried about in the rain. Okay. And so I'm just stewing in the car. I'm fucking stewing. I'm going, what have I done? This is a waste of time. I, I should have not even. I shouldn't have even left my bed this morning. I should have stayed. Like what? This is dumb. This is. Just, I, I know what I'm getting into now, and this is dumb. Mm-hmm. And I get up there, and and I I I was I met with uh, Jim Owens, who is uh, I think he's executive vice president of Ford Performance or something along those lines. Yeah, I think I met him. He's a high up. He's yeah. a high. He's and he's a great guy, proper car guy, proper driver. He's fast. He's cool. That's the um, cool thing is with these guys that run like the GT350 program. Yeah, or like Oppenheimer or those guys. Yeah. They're all kind of they're they're not the run of the mill yeah. where a mechanical engineer they're they're in that part of the company because they like having fun right and even um henry ford the third who we met at the forza yeah. launch he was up there you know and it, and they these guys are very passionate about the 350 yep um and the car it looks awesome it sounds awesome yeah so i first i get in the car and they go okay you're gonna you're gonna get three lap you're, you know you're three laps in the 350 and then if the track dries out because it's, it's super wet, you know you'll get you'll 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 get the to drive the R. And I go oh, okay. So first they 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 push the sessions a little bit and do the presentations first. Smart. And it looks like the rain might so the rain the rain stops like five minutes before it's like time to drive. So I'm like all right. So, so they put us in these you know those Hans devices, but for when a car doesn't have a harness. Have you ever seen this thing? It's it's like a it's like a um it's like one of those things that you would use to wear a GoPro on your chest. It's like a okay, yeah. It's they like use a those, chest They use them. In mountain, mountain bikers use them actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And just, do they wear a Hans or something like a Hans? It's basically yeah. So you don't snap your neck. If yeah, you, yeah. Okay. So it, it's a Hans, but instead of being attached to the to the to the 
it's yeah, car, it's attached. It's to a you. chest plate, and the yeah. chest plate has straps that come around you. Think of it like a combination between a life vest and a Hans device. Yes, basically. Yeah. But it looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> it looks very silly. Yeah. So I, I put this thing on, and I, I get in the car, and and there's like a group of like six Shelbys. There's an instructor in each car. The instructors are nice people. They won't let me drive without an instructor. And they will only let me drive in wet mode. That's it. Yeah. And I just want to kill myself. I'm just going, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Before I'd even gone anywhere. But I'm telling the instructor, listen, I got to do this little video bit, and this is my only crack at it. You know, I, I need to make a video. So unless I'm going to hit a wall, you know, please don't say anything. So I'm, I start. I, I give the guy in front of me like a nice big gap, like a forty-five second gap. Right. Thirty second, forty-five second. Give it, yourself a little. It feels room. like a big uh, until yeah. the guy was like, "Look, come on, go." It's like, all right. So I go. His his radio is going off the whole time. <laughs> Whatever. Turn three. I catch the guy in front of me mm-hmm. in about two thirds of a lap. And he 45 seconds. Yeah, about 45 seconds. I catch the guy right quick. He's going like 50. And the instructor goes, no point buys. Huh. And I go, are, are you serious? And, and yeah, no point buys. So I'd follow this guy who's tootling around his little parade lap for two laps. And then I pit in. And I get out of the car and I don't say anything, but I'm clearly annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> and and this isn't like I understand that for a lot of car guys, it is a genuine privilege to drive this car. Any seat time in this car at this point is like gold for these for for a lot of people, right? And I'm not saying that I'm not happy to be invited to, to this kind of stuff, but what I am saying is, I I don't write articles. You write an article, you get if you get your three laps, you can go into a bunch of technical details yeah. about the car, and you can get a story. I have to do everything right there. <clears throat> everything that's going on the video has to be done right there. You're diehard, not the evening news. And so I yeah, and so I yeah. I, I get out of the car and I'm annoyed, and 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 they go, hey, don't go anywhere. Don't you want a hot lap with a pro? And I go, no, I don't. I want to drive the car, and if I'm not driving, th- there's no video. So I'm kind of like stewing about it. And Jim Owens, who was a very nice man and understood my plight, was like, "You know, what do you need, Matt?" And I go, "I need to drive the car, Jim. You know, sitting behind a guy for two laps at fifty isn't helping my video. I need. I. I was like, I. I expected to get out of here with two videos. I. I made a financial bet that I could do it, and I was like. At this point, the R was gone. Yeah. They said the track's too wet. The the R's on cup tires. The R's gone. I go, Jim, if I can't drive the R, I need to get out of here with a video of the 350. I need it. Mm-hmm. Please. And uh, people start whispering to each other, and they go, okay, well, you know, in between sessions, we'll get you back out. Okay, thank you. They put me in another car, and I got one more lap. So a grand total of two laps. I got a grand total of two laps at not even speed at what at at fast road speed, slow track speed, wet. Yeah. Still instructor, still wet mode. So the video uh, is probably I, I uploaded it right before we started recording the show. Is live now. It's not good. 
I mean, the video isn't good. Yeah. So if you go and comment and you tell me the video sucks, I'm going to go, yup. Here's what you do. <laughs> Send a link to that video to whoever gave you the invite and go, this is what happens when you guys don't plan this out. I, I did I did my damnedest to, to do the best I could, but the video sucks because, that, because I just told you why. Yeah. That's why. And so I left, and then I went home, and I thought about it, and yeah. I get it. I, I get what they're Ford. You know, they're they're doing this little tour around various tracks, yeah. and there's media, and then they have customers and dealers. You know, and it's wet. And Lime Rock has to- Lime Rock has walls. You know, it's it's a place yeah. where you can crash a car. Oh yeah. And I am I have crashed a car at Lime Rock before. The last time I drove at Lime Rock, I crashed. Ten years ago. Which conveniently you don't tell the instructor. Which- I did tell him. Actually. Did you? Yeah, I told him. Okay. Um. Uh, it was ten years ago. Yeah. You know, but uh, the video is there. Look, the the engine is magnificent. I mean, you know, I I could tell you that mm-hmm. the engine's magnificent. The shifter in the it uses a different gearbox than it's the regular. It's using the Tremec this time. Use the Tremec. The shifter's great. Yeah. The clutch is nice. Um, you could da- you could certainly daily drive this car without it beating the shit out of you. Um, it's a very nice car. You know, it's a, it's the 2015 Mustang. The seats are great. The steering wheel's great. You know, there's a lot of greatness there. Can I tell you for certain how it handles? No. Cause every corner yeah. I had to go through really slow. Is it fast? Yes. If you wind the shit out of it. If you don't wind the shit out of it, it's not that fast. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because the the way the cams are set up and the yeah. heads are set up, it probably doesn't make a lot of low end grunt. From five to eighty two fifty, it screams. Yeah. From two to four, you go and you'll see. There's a section in the video where you can really see it. Where I come, there's a chicane at the bottom of the hill. It's a very slow chicane, and you come out of it. It's in second gear, about three three thousand thirty five hundred RPM in second gear. You come out of it, and going up the hill, it's just like I'm flat, and you hear. You know the but the car is just not, and then all of a sudden you can hear it. It passes like fifty five hundred RPM, and then you're just zinging it. Then you're yeah. going. Um, it's a beautiful engine, beautiful engine, and yeah. like I want one. I mean, I, I'm on the list for the the R. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll give me one to review before I'm number fifty seven on the list of Calpin for the R, which means I have to wait two years. Yeah. So I'll lease the Focus. So by the time you're ready to turn in the lease on the that's Focus. The pl- that's my plan. Yeah. I lease the Focus, turn it in, and get the 350. Yeah. Um, and they said I could do that. Um, I hope I'll get one to review for real. Because the R is the R is, is going to be the shit. It's going to be the Because it's got those carbon wheels. I yeah. drove a GT3 that had those same carbon wheels. Big difference. Okay. Really, it, it was you well, could tell it was a big difference. Anytime you drop that much rotational weight, yeah. I mean, it was like when I, I mean, before I changed anything mm-hmm. on the Fiesta, I changed out the wheels and I mm-hmm. dropped. I would think it was thirteen pounds per mm-hmm. corner, instantaneous. Everything in the car was better. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just how it goes with rotational um, weight. So the event, um, it topped the that that Camaro thing in Detroit for uh, the one where Patrick crashed. Yeah, uh, it 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 tops that for. Most frustrating press drive I've ever been. So on. it was a mix of auto journalists. Were the, did you? Yeah, say it was there journalists were in the morning and then customers in the afternoon. They should have split into two days. Uh, 
you know, you can't control the weather. If it was a yeah. beautiful, sunny, perfect day, I would have gotten my three laps. I would have got, you know what I mean? But I, even if they, even if the weather was perfect, if they'd split it into three days, the journalists all could have had their fair crack at the car. I was driving in a group of journalists. That guy, here's what's really fucking scary. Yeah. What's scary, so, and this kind of stuff happens all the time, where you get five minutes in a car. Like, what's really scary isn't that I flew all the way there and pissed away money and got a crappy video because what with me what you see is what you get right you you are watching essentially every second that i'm in that car everything i've learned you learn yep someone else probably that guy who i got stuck behind going 50 Mm-hmm. Is going to go home and write something that From becomes the a Pittsburgh cover Gazette. Yeah, that becomes some big cover story or some big story talking about all this shit, and he doesn't have the first clue how to, if not maintain a car fast on a racetrack, look in your mirror and pull out of the way and let a guy buy. Like, like, because the instructor was like, no point buys, but like, if I was him and someone was that close to my ass, Hazards, move over, go by. Yeah. Like, situational. Not even basic track etiquette. So it was extraordinarily frustrating. Um, I got got four minutes in the car, um, and uh, and I've told you what I can tell you about it. (laughs) It's a car with an engine. They, they you yeah. know, no, they do a lot of little stuff. They move. There's there's subtle airflow changes. There's yeah. there's oil coolers and trans cooler and diff coolers and like there's all this shit. And like you can go read that stuff if you really want all the technical details. There will be someone from Road and Track or whatever mm-hmm. who writes a very thorough technical article. Or <laughs> Carlos Howard <laughs> Edmonds now where they're Carlos. all specs. Yeah, fine. Yeah. No, whoever. You're yeah. not going to come to the smoking tire if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, Unfortunately, we'll, c- we'll cover the big ones. Yeah, it weighs 3,500 pounds and makes 500 yeah. horsepower. But yeah. So that was really frustrating. Um, I did find a way to make the trip worthwhile. I shot 11 one-takes. Um, okay, so that's I, I I thought you were going to be doing that. So I shot a round of Connecticut one takes. Okay, and then I shot a round of New Jersey one takes. Okay, and what I've learned from doing that is there's a big difference. <clears throat> there's a big difference between you know local knowledge goes a long way, and yes, I'm from Connecticut. You know what I mean, and I I am from the New Jersey. I'm not that far from there. Yeah, but like. In Malibu, I know there's a big turnout right past the entrance to Decker where eight cars can sit comfortably. You know what I mean? Yeah, we so, drive those roads every Right. Week. So finding yeah, yeah. a road outside of Greenwich in Connecticut that is not just a good driving road but where seven or eight cars can park for two hours and not get thrown out was, was difficult. It was difficult in New Jersey, too. We had to do – I had to do, like, last-minute location changes for both. Yeah. Um, drove some really neat cars, though. Really neat cars. Drove, I saw. Uh, I saw the one that you were editing. Yeah, that's. I just someone brought me an American Iron race car, which is a Fox Body race car. Yeah, barely street legal, but street legal somehow. He brought her on a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, drove that. I drove an S two thousand that was uh, prepped for like SCCA. Kind of like S two thousand. It was great. Yeah. It was yeah, really really fun. A lot of uh, you might fit in it better than me. I I actually. F- kind of fit in it okay yeah but the steering wheel is not adjustable and it was in a really weird place and i don't think i could drive like that all the time 
Okay. But it was a sweet little fucking car. I mean, it was like a Miata if a Miata had any power. The S2000 was a great chassis. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to drive. And then I did a, 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 a Lexus SC300 stick. The old one. Interesting. Stock. Okay. The last stock SC300 stick on Earth. Yeah, he needs to keep it that way. It was all right. It wasn't bad. Uh, and then I did uh, an E34 BMW with a big fucking turbo on it. It was fast. Uh, okay. I did uh, a 300ZX, the rounded one, with a with a built LS motor. Really? Great. So it fixed all the problems with the 300ZX. <clears throat> it was great. Great, great, great car. And then I did a, a Gallant VR4. <laughs> Which was awesome. It wasn't Tavares, was it? No. Okay. He, uh, he doesn't have a Galant. No, no, no. no. A he doesn't. Yeah, GT. he has a 3000 no, GT. No, Galant I heard VR. VR yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Galant VR4 is an interesting little the car. The original is like what they call the Evo Zero. Yep. It's the homologation rally car. It was neat. Very neat. Yeah. Uh, I drove an Infiniti J30 with a single turbo LS swap. That's weird. Really weird. Deep into weird. Yeah. Uh, and then I did uh, uh, an Integra Type R supercharged, which okay. was very cool. Old white man, 75-year-old white guy's car. It was great. So basically, keep an eye out for estate sales. It was fucking, oh, man. Yeah. I'd have to pry this thing from this guy's cold, dead hands. Was real. it with the uh, the aftermarket Honda supercharger? or was it uh, Jackson else? Racing supercharger. I think Honda sold those. It, they yeah. may have. Yeah. It, was, it was installed like those almost are, when the car was I remember new. those things actually being pretty good, those superchargers. I, I, you, you'd never know it was there except for the car had more power. Besides that, and, and to yeah. be fair, I've never driven a stock Integra Type R, so I don't know the difference did he change anything else on it, or it was just uh, it had like upgraded pads and fluid and it had tires so and ex- yeah it was no it was not like it, it was had it exhaust not, yeah no suspension no, mostly changes stock and, mostly yeah, stock yeah. Yeah, yeah it was beautiful black very very cool Eighty thousand miles on it. I wish, yeah, I wish we'd gotten that the RS that treatment to the RSX in this country. Oh, Type R RSX. Yeah, oh, yeah. it would've been great. Yeah, yeah, no, the Integra Type R was. If you can find an Integra Type R that's not salvage title that has its original shit, I mean, buy it. Yeah. If you can find one for less than twenty or twenty five grand, absolutely buy it. Yeah. Um, because they are really neat. They're a ton of fun to drive. I mean, eighty five hundred RPM just mm-hmm. zing the shit yeah. out of that thing. Great shifters in those cars. Great shifter, great clutch, very easy to drive, very comfortable. And ultimately, it's got that that Honda, the, that early 90s Honda reliability. Well, most importantly, you couldn't make one yourself. They're seam, they're seam welded from the factory. I didn't know a, that. Yeah, it's a homologation race car, so okay. they're fully seam welded from the factory. Yeah. So even if you took a GSR and you know put the type r engine it's not a type not r. unless you do a no. lot of work you'd have to you'd have to strip it to the chassis yeah. and and seam weld the whole thing and be the only way to do it so it's it's really stiff and rigid it's fucking great really really good yeah um and then uh oh my daily yeah my daily for the trip was the rcf how'd you like the rcf now the more i drive it the more i like it i fucking love that car it was you know it's if all right so the first time i drove it was on a track monticello Right. Monticello is lots of big, fast, long straightaways into very tight hairpins. Which is exactly what you don't want that which car is for. Which is what the RCF is kind of bad at. Yeah. Um, it's not great. It's, no, it's, it's nose heavy. It's a little heavy. And the RCF isn't ideal for that. Then I drove it on the airfield in Detroit for Car of the Year. Okay. Um, 
and I don't want to give away the whole review, but I will say that when you have an airfield that doesn't have walls, <laughs> when you've got some run out, when you've got some room yeah. to play and you're not focusing on, you know, staying on the track or whatever, I don't mean, it's a drift machine. If yeah. you are, if you drive it, if you try and drive it clean at Monticello, it wants to understeer. If you drive it like an absolute lunatic on an airfield, it's crazy fun. You drive it like you used to drive a C63. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, you can, you gotta stand it on the nose under braking yep. and then just be really, really heavy footed on the throttle and actually get the back it out. It is, you know, and I've said this before, it is not, an M3. It is not an ATS. It is no. a different beast. But I think it's a better daily car. For all the reasons it's not an M3, it's a better everyday car. And it's The gearbox is smoother. Um, the suspension isn't quite as stiff as the I, M3s. I think the interior is better than the M3. Eh, depends. I, I would agree with you if you're talking about a medium... You know, if you're talking about it against the basic M3, because that base M3 that you get for sixty-eight grand or whatever yeah. will come with nothing. Yeah, I mean, it, like it won't have a backup camera, it won't have keyless entry, like it will have nothing. Yeah, and then you'll go, holy shit, I have this BMW that has like no features, and you'd be pretty annoyed. Yeah, I just like. Those seats are fucking amazing in that. They're car. really good, except the passenger side doesn't have adjustable lumbar. I didn't realize that, but it I wasn't in the passenger no, side. No, and it doesn't, and, the, and neither side has adjustable bolster. And the really, the it's kind of fun just because it's a holdover from like a different time. But the fact that the tunnel between the two seats is so giant is kind of it's kind of cool. I kind of well, like it in that car. Me and my girlfriend used it as a road trip car. We went to Philly, and and it was very oh, very I didn't nice. She went with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really Dude, good. I took that to I took that one night to dinner in Santa Barbara just because I was out driving around yeah. and I was like this car is really comfortable so the girl was with me we just went to fucking Santa Barbara yeah. for dinner and like 100 miles there and 100 miles back like nothing no it's great and 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 you know I was in New York so I sat in a lot of traffic yeah. and in traffic that car is very well behaved I mean you can put it dial it down to comfort mode yep. and it's nice and smooth and yeah and yeah. then you know if you really zing it you know that engine above 4000 rpm sounds real good yeah it does you that, know, that, that that motor down low once again it's a motor that's not great down low but once you get up high well it has two it has two very distinct characters yep. it has what happens below 4 and what happens above 4 and there you you and almost is, wouldn't even know they were the same engine it is a switch yeah in that i wish there was an aftermarket tune that would leave it on that open mode all the time. I bet even you somebody's, in Sport Plus. It's I bet still, you somebody's going to crack that. I, I hope someone does. So they just announced that they're doing uh, an RC two hundred version now with the new turbo motor, yeah. which might be a nice alternative if you don't want to cough up the cash for the V eight. Uh, maybe yeah. And even I drove uh, for a few minutes. I drove the RC three fifty, which I thought was yeah. pretty nice. I mean, it was, I would, it was a I nice mean, little car. I wish there was something in the in the Lexus lineup that was. Because the RC is a little upscale above the IS. Uh, and it, yeah. And it's below the G in terms of size. You mean like a Lexus FRS? If there was something that was just, yeah. I mean, it would. It, the RCF is a great car. And I think in the used market in a couple of years, it could be a fucking steal. Well, you can get ISFs for like 25, 30 grand, and those things are smoking deals. Yeah, they are. It's just the seats aren't as good as the RCF. No, the seats aren't as good, but yeah. still, for twenty five grand, for yeah. I mean, for an ISF, that's a lot of car. They are they are thirsty <clears throat> cars, I will say. 
I didn't really. If you romp on it, yes. Yeah. If you drive normally, I didn't think it was. I that find bad. the I, I thought the ISF was a lot thirstier than the RCF. The RCF is better on the highway. You can cruise it all day at like twenty two to twenty five. I drove it in so many weird situations. I like it was either traffic or I was beating on it or I, I don't. I can't remember what the fuel economy it, was. That car on the high. It's such a perfect Grand Tour. And if you drive it in a bubble, like if you went back to back to back with M3, Corvette, uh, RCF, you go, okay, it's not that quick. In a bubble, you know, if you're on out on the road driving it by itself, you go, yeah, it's fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, it That's is. It's a fast car. The gearing. You know, I took a couple people for rides and got on it. Uh, Bill, our social media guy, came with me. He's actually in the review video because I was yeah. like, ah, come on. And he was like, the first time I hit it, he was like, whoa, I didn't realize it had that. So it's only, I think it's 464 horsepower. Yeah, 467 or, yeah, something, something like yeah. that. I don't know why that particular number sticks out, but I think it was, that's what it was. But anyway, um, which isn't all the power in the world anymore. That's, that's entry level high end, I'll call it. Yeah. Um, that eight speed is a fucking great transmission. Really in, good. Yeah. Really good. Um, big upgrade over the ISF's 8-speed. Even though it's it's, the, it's same, the same. It's the same, but they fixed a lot of little shit. It's the next version of. They did. You know, I, I just recently drove an ISF. It was only like a month ago. And I, and it was after I had driven RCF for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, and I went back to the ISF and I go, you know what? It, the ISF's pretty good, the gearbox. I find, I thought the paddles worked a bit better on the RCF. Than I think it's a little, qu- it's a little more direct. Well, but, it's, you but know, it's, it's the second version. It's to be yeah, expected. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, not, not night and day. It's night I and would twilight. say that, that transmission is real close to matching the ZF. It's pretty, it's pretty close. Yeah. I don't, I don't even, there are certain situations where I feel like it's better. The low speed. Yeah. Low speed, I think it's a little better. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's a great car. Uh, if you're not, the more I drive it, the more I really like it. Here's where I, here's where I did what I didn't like. I, I it was cold in New York, so I used the heated seats. Yeah, they didn't get hot for shit. The heated seats were the lamest heated seats I've ever used. Yeah, they're a mild warming of your ass. It was a a mild warming. I, I mean, I had it on three, like maximum. You know what should literally cook your testicles into Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't even come close. How'd you like the weird mouse thing on the input? The trackpad. It's weird because it's got that full time haptic feedback. Yeah. Not just when you click. Yeah. Um. It's like uh, if anyone's ever used a program like I in, I use Premiere to edit videos like with a snap two function. Mm-hmm. It's basically a trackpad with a bunch of snap twos built into it. It's weird. It's weird. You can. It takes some getting used to. Like I kind of got used to it. It's better than the yeah. mouse. It's, I mean, it's better than the mouse thing that they used to do. However, I found a situation. If you, like, I would put my iPhone in the cup holder. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm getting with this? Yeah. So I put my iPhone in the cup holder, and it would charge from the armrest. And the cord, if the cord dragged across the mouse, it would it would cause the mouse to move around and do weird Those stuff. Those trackpads are based on electrical resistance. Yeah. So when a, an electrical device goes over, it screws it up. So that does. I also had fucking hell of a problem with pairing on that thing, too. Where that I, car sometimes to I get didn't have an issue. to get that car to pair sometimes. And mind you, this was last year, so they may have yeah. solved it for years. But to get that thing to pair with my car, a few times I had to shut the car off and start it again. To get it to pair at all? Yeah. See, I didn't have that issue. What I, I what I did have, which I thought was my phone, because I remember I smashed my phone. I knew I got the 6S. 
Oh, you did. Okay. Success status now. So I use Waze, you yeah. know, to 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 get around. And sometimes the Bluetooth, the 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 spoken directions would come out through the speakers, and sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah. And I didn't know if that That's was the, the Lexus car doing. Or, yeah, it's the Lexus. You think doing that was the car thing. and yeah. not and not Waze? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 may be because the application follows what the operating system on the phone says to do. So it was maybe almost it was. Certainly the car. It, it does need to be said that I just picked up the new uh, Mercedes GLA forty five. I saw that down there. Yeah. You it's, see the canards? It, yes. It's, <laughs> it has it's, canards. It's very. It's befinned. Yes, it is. It's many befinned and and uh, physically figuring out how to connect my phone to that was a monster pain in the ass. But now that it's connected, the uh, Waze is going goes through the speakers. Okay, the so we've we can you know say that Bluetooth audio works in the sixty thousand dollar car. Yes. Okay, that's a good thing. Yes. You know they've got that at least working over over a few things. But uh, the the RCF was great. Um, I. I I think people give it a rougher time than they than they it it's, deserves. It's and, a and different I, purpose. And everywhere I went, like gas station attendants and valet parkers and shit, they thought it was dope. Like I didn't like it originally. About it the really nose, grew on me. People on the street think that thing is dope. They that yeah. thing has a lot of curb appeal, for sure. It's the most. That is the Lexus with the most character to it by far, except for the LFA. I would agree with you. Well, the LFA is not in production, it's, but yeah, yeah. But you can see the LFA influences in that car, especially like in some of the interior stuff, and like you. Know, yeah, the dash looks kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what sucks is that you could see it in ways that like kind of don't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, yeah, we got the dashboard, but we didn't get the V10. Or you it's know such I mean? a shame that motor didn't come I know. down. No, it, it, I think it was too expensive and uh, not efficient enough. I think that was, that was another Yamaha motor, wasn't it? Yamaha had a hand in tuning the exhaust. That engine was an engine that was originally going to be used for Toyota's Formula One program yeah. that, that never went anywhere. Yeah. And they put it in that. Um so that's that's that. Uh, is it? I feel like it's break time. Is it break time? Uh, we're, it little, we're a little short, but we're we can short. break now. It's just you and me today. This is going to be kind of a short show anyway. So we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the GLA 45 I'm driving now. Um, and uh, Oh, before we go to break, I recently put up the one take with the uh, ATSV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had the sedan. And I think we talked about it on the show when JF was here. Mm-hmm. Um the ATSV that Harris had in Texas that overheated. Yeah, did we talk about that? We did. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We did cover. So that. Harris had an ATSV in Texas and it overheated. Um, in my one take, I mentioned that incident, and I did not have any issues with the car that I drove. Right. Um, then again, it also wasn't Texas where no. it wasn't hot as fuck. Well, also I got an email from Steve Martin at Cadillac, not not King Tut Steve Martin. Right. Steve Martin works at Cadillac. Which would be great if he was a GM powertrain playing his fucking banjo and collecting art. (laughs) Steve Martin is one of the guys at Cadillac who said that we told GM when they picked the car up that it overheated. I don't know what happened after that, but we we did say something. Um, And Steve Martin went and, and apparently looked into that car. That specific one? That specific car and sent me a very nice email. And he was he was sorry that the that we had issues with the car, and he said that that car and that engine were a were pre pro. It was the ninety eighth okay. ATSV built, and 
um, they were built before a certain fix was implemented that would control oil temperatures during very hot weather. They have since implemented a fix, and the production cars don't have that issue. I think they should send us one so we can check that out. Well, they did. Okay. They sent me one. Okay. That's, that was the one. Oh, okay. I got the one already. Okay. <laughs> he, he I thought they was. I thought this was a subsequent me. one after he, that. No, no, no. Not okay. not my test car. Chris's test car yeah. was pre-fix. Okay. My car was fixed. Was and all the new cars have the fix. It was a, a, a cam, some type of camshaft I, seal. I get or the something. feeling there's a little ass kicking going on internally at GM powertrain over heating issues right I'm now. I'm sure there are. And if look, if if yeah. I said that a car overheats, but the truth is it doesn't. It was just that one car was broken. I don't want to be spreading misinformation. And we'll hear from other people if they're still having the problem. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's an ongoing issue. Yeah. It seems like it was an isolated incident. Yeah. And so uh, again, I did not have any problems with the ATSV I drove for a week. That was I saw. Uh, so Motor Trend's doing their whole car of the year thing right now too. Yeah. And I saw Randy's video. I've been, you know, they're, I, you know, I haven't seen what they're up to. He, they put out. It's almost like their one take. It's like three or four really? minutes with Randy around a track. Uh huh. Is he um, talking? Uh, no, that's a, it's. He's not. He is driving. He's doing test driving. Yeah, he's serious. And uh, their Z06 was way fucking down on power. Yeah, and apparently GM's all over that now too. So it's just. I think they're having some weird. I think they like forgot about cooling for two years. Yeah, and well, uh, I think I don't know, man. I think they really wanted that power number. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I. Uh, I so I started digging around in stuff. Um, as far as kind of some C7 development and powertrain stuff. And there's some interesting things you can find out when you start looking at the vendors that they work with. Yeah. Um, it looks as though they had Tremec build a dual-clutch transmission for the Z06 and then did not use it. Um, that's possible. Because Tremec is now selling a dual-clutch transmission that conveniently will come in a housing that fits perfectly in a Corvette, and they'll sell it in basically any other bolt pattern. But the the one that they're showing, they're like that clearly bolts to the back of a vet, and it was it's a seven speed dual clutch, and it's just like why the fuck can you buy that it? aftermarket? Uh, I believe you can actually. Really? Yeah. Wow, it'd be interesting to see if you could actually get the software in the car to work with that. Um, well, that's. I mean, it's very it's super like well integrated into. The, I've never ever heard. Of a car with a with a with a, a swapped dual clutch ever, which would be I think it's time that people start doing that. I mean, yeah, I've heard of like I've heard of well, APR had a Golf R that was a manual that they put the European Golf R dual right, clutch. Right, but that's they but buy that's, the electronics. That's and the in the family. And right, right, right. Yeah. This this is that would be a a whole other level of well, in theory, if it was. If you were going into a manual car, right, yeah. and you had the dual clutch that came with its own little controller, yeah, you could do it. I guess because the because the manual doesn't know anything really about it electronically or not much anyway. Well, but the car would then have to, and the C7 is like all that integrated the screens and all that shit, the digital displays. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not saying it's plug and play, but it can be done it on could a manual. Be, well, yeah, I'm sure it could be um, done. I, be I, because I was really I was poking around. I'm like, has anybody done this? And I found that transmission, and it was just like, God damn it! I wish I could get my hands on one of those. I mean, that would be super cool. Um, but 
I don't know. I'd like to see it. If someone actually is working on that, please hit us up. I'd be down. Yeah, the thing I'm actually working on right now is trying to get Sync 3 in my Fiesta. Oh, is that... Have you gotten anywhere with that? Uh, uh, so, they make the electronic modules and everything looks to be plug and play, but Ford will not sell them to you. Cause apparently, Yet or ever? It doesn't look like ever, because I don't think they want anybody upgrading Sync 2 cars to Sync 3. They want you to have a reason to buy Sync 3. If they find out there's a retrofit then that would make sense why. Yeah. Uh, they don't want people retrofitting. So, it was the same sort of deal. They wouldn't let you buy uh, Raptor seats without a Raptor. F1, yeah, you yeah. couldn't put Raptor seats in the F-150. I, it, yeah. You couldn't buy the Shelby KR hood for the... Re- yeah. I mean... There's a way around it. I mean, you get a VIN from somebody that you know that has one, and you tell them you got in an accident, and then you can get the parts, but... I'm sure there's a way around it, but... but the but, thing that kills me with the Sync 3 is that it's literally... You replace the, you replace the for lack of a better term, brain box of the whole thing, mm-hmm. and you replace the screen, and you're fucking done, because they didn't re-engineer the rest of the car, you know, so it's just... Are the... Well, in. I don't know, because I, I played with Sync 3 for five minutes in the yeah. Mustang, uh, the in the Shelby. Mm-hmm. It had it. I liked it. It was it was it seemed pretty pretty easy to navigate through. It's a big hardware upgrade, so it's a lot faster. Yeah, it seemed it. I mean, I I'm literally five minutes. I played with it, yeah. but um, it seemed pretty cool. If you can make it work, that'd be sweet. But how much would it cost, really? Probably somewhere around six to eight hundred bucks. Oh, is that all? Yeah, it doesn't sound like much. It's not that bad. Oh well, if you can do it. Do it. I, I'm going to try. have to wait. If you have Sync 3 and you crash your car, give us a call. <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a Fiesta with Sync 3, specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Different yeah. size screens. Yeah. Uh, cool. We're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the GLA 45, as well as uh, a very silly lawsuit that, uh, that some lawyers, uh, along with uh, Paul Walker's daughter, Meadow, are yeah. trying to perpetrate against Porsche. All right, Forza Motorsport 6 is here. Oh, yes, you can buy it now at the uh, Xbox store, or you can buy it at major retailers. I'm in the game. Yeah, I, uh, I'm introducing some races, but I've been playing it a bunch, and I love Forza Motorsport 6. It is, uh, it is very realistic. The rain mode and the night mode are crazy. There's lots of cars. Uh, they wired me $20 million. Yeah, they, Justin offered me to do it. I'm like, yeah. ah, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I have, I've been accumulating money so fast in it's that game. It's easy to earn money in that game. Yeah, it's actually. a lot faster than five. Yeah, but nevertheless, I wanted to buy some shit now. <laughs> so uh, it's stunning realism at 1080p, 60 frames per second. The danger and intensity of night racing comes alive under the stadium lights of Daytona and the utter blackness of Le Mans backstretch. Collect and race over 450 Forza Vista cars, all featuring working doors, cockpits, damage, and customization. Tour 26 famous locales, including 10 newly captured tracks, all built from the ground up for Xbox One. Tracks such as Sonoma, Lime Rock, and Circuit of the Americas. Uh, we've got new Forza Racing Leagues, 24-player uh, races. It is uh, it is badass. You can friend us at TST Racing. Race against us. It is all good fun. Forza Motorsport 6 is available exclusively for Xbox One at leading online retailers and electronic stores nationwide. Visit ForzaMotorsport.net for details. And I have to say, if you're looking for a wheel, go try that Logitech one that I oh, got. Oh, yeah, you're feeling I, it? I really like that wheel. I may have to come down and try that thing. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get a wheel stand for uh, for Evel on that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that's... Yeah, it I sucks think when it's on your coffee table. I've got it rigged up to where, like... It's like, you know how you get the little, the taller coffee tables for like breakfast and uh-huh. shit like that? Like a TV tray? Yeah, yeah. I've got like a wood one of those. And what I did is I ran a steel rod through it and then put weights on either side of it <laughs> so it's weighted down. So it weighs like a hundred something pounds, <laughs> but it's a bitch to move around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got it. I mean, playing with the controller is fun though. It is. It's yeah. still fun. It's... The drifting is really fun with the controller because it's so fucking It's easy. so sensitive and easy, yeah. Um, but I will, it's, uh, I keep getting tweets and stuff from fans of the show where it's between TST Racing, my account, and Jeff's account, Jeff from Hooniverse, like people racing us on the thing, and they just keep sending me screenshots of it. Constantly. Yeah. And they're like, you drive like a dick. And I'm like, yep. Well, since they sent us that new Xbox, the uh, the special Forza Edition one. Yeah, you hooked it up. Yeah. So okay. remember we talked to my friend Matt, who was like super good at video games? Yep. I, I think I'm going to send him my old Xbox. Yeah. Because he will, he's like, I'll play on your account like for hours and okay. like get really good on your account. So I'm going to send him our old Xbox so he can play on our account and like keep our, because I don't have time to play that much. So yeah, I mean the person our, I think that puts more time in than anybody right now is Harrison. Right. But like I, I, I play and like I fuck around and do a couple races here and there, but I don't really get into the online play or whatever, but Matt will get into the online play and like he'll start leagues and all kinds of stuff. So uh, it'll be cool. Um, Harry's Razors, new sponsor of the show. They sent us a bunch of a uh, bunch of shaving. There's gear. a bunch sitting there, but they they sent us three times that much that I took home the other day no and shit. gave a bunch out. Yeah, they sent us a bunch of razors to try out. Harry's Razors is uh, is a little different than the other mail order shaving products. I, I tried one of the other ones and I was. Uh, I, it was okay. I, I was whelmed. I wasn't yeah, yeah. under or over. I right. was whelmed. Well, so Harry's is different because they make all their own stuff. They've yeah. got a factory and they make it all. I believe they bought a factory in Germany. In Germany, yeah. yeah. So their blades are good. They sent us, uh, they're actually, their shaving cream is really nice. And uh, and they sent me a whole bunch of it. So I tried some. I shaved my dome piece. Yeah. And it was a, it was last week, obviously. Shaving was, is a serious expense for you. So this oh is Oh, my all, God. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the blades. The blades are really good. They're like, the blade itself is as good as like a Gillette. But the Gillette Fusion one like flexes a lot more. Yeah. Like it's got like a hinge on it. Yeah. Whereas this one, the hinge isn't quite so flexy. It's not. A, yeah. It's No, but like. Harry's stuff is like it's cheap. Like blades are like two dollars, whereas blades are like five dollars for for Gillette. Yeah, um, and their their shaving cream is really good, um, and uh, their handles are really nice. Although I wish it had a little bit of rubber on it for when my hands get wet and slippery. Um, and do they offer different handles? I want. There's two different handles, but neither of them is rubberized. Okay, there's a plastic and a metal. Um, they're nice. They, be nice. No, yeah. they, it looks nice. It, it's like a nice. Do you, do you shave in the shower yet? No. You've got to get a shower mirror. I it's should. The best I don't, thing well, I don't, ever. You know, I don't even use a mirror for shaving my head. I do oh, yeah. no mirror. Yeah. But it, the shower shave is the I fucking probably best should. thing ever. Yeah, I probably should. Uh, Harrys.com was started by two guys who were passionate about creating a better shaving experience. And, uh, and uh, frankly, 
I, you know what? I like their stuff. It's it, They sent us some, and, and I'm happy to try it, and it uh, gave me a good shave. I especially like their creams, uh, the shave cream and the aftershave. They were great. For listeners to the Smoking Tire Podcast, Harry's is giving you $5 off your first purchase of a starter set with coupon code TIRE. And that's the starter set sitting right there. You get a razor, you get uh, like four blades, um, a tube of shaving cream, and a thing of aftershave in the starter set. It's the fanciest looking shaving box I've ever it seen. It is. It comes in a really nice box. Yep. Uh, it's like a, it's a really classy looking packaging. It's good. That's discount code TIRE at checkout. You get Harry's starter set for just $10. A month worth of shaving for just $10 with code TIRE at checkout. Uh, I I am behind these guys. It's a good product. Have, they're, uh, they're good people. Have you given uh, one to your girlfriend yet? See if she likes uh, it? I have, I have like... 30 blades at the house yeah. I, I haven't she has not tried it yet no eh, it'd be interesting just to get a female perspective on that yeah no stuff. we got them right before i went out of town i'll 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 yeah. give one to the girlfriend and uh, we'll come back say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables and say hello to harry's high quality blades at a price you'll love go to harry's.com right now and enter code tire at checkout to get five dollars off your first purchase get a month worth of shaving for just 10 bucks with code tire at checkout that's harry's.com code tire uh follow all of our social media instagram facebook youtube and of course shoutengine.com or if you want to get the rss feed and on itunes and lastly of course wheelwell the automotive social network you've been waiting for i use wheelwell to screen uh people for one takes but maybe you want to use it for keeping track of your own car's modifications finding other car enthusiasts in your area and uh, they have just announced, I don't know if they've announced it publicly, but they announced to me a whole lot of new features coming to Wheelwell. They have a completely new search engine that will allow you to search by modification, mm-hmm. by part type, by car, by location. By If you met a guy named Steve who's got a 350Z with a Magnaflow exhaust on it, you can then search for him on Wheelwell. Uh, much much easier now that's the new the new search engine the big news is next 30 days mobile app okay so they've been working on it for a while they know people have wanted it uh it is uh there's a real properly integrated mobile app for ios and android uh coming for Wheelwell. and uh if you want to get in with a smoke entire one take you want me to drive your car Send me your Wheelwell profile, either on Wheelwell or through Facebook, and uh, we will have a look at your parts and your pictures, and we will uh, evaluate whether we want to make a film with your car. Wheelwell.com. You saying the 350 with the exhaust reminded me I was behind a Nissan pickup with the 5.6 in it with a Flowmaster exhaust on it. Yeah. And it was clearly a Flowmaster because it had the Flowmaster noise to it. That is not a good combination of things. Just doesn't sound good? It sounded like somebody... You know the Ricola horns? Ricola. Yeah. It sounded like somebody having a loose bowel movement into a Ricola horn. You don't like... Like, really loud exhausts with automatic transmissions don't really sound very good. It wasn't even even that. It was just a really weird combination of that motor with that exhaust. It's a strange sounding engine, actually, as far as the V6 goes. It's not... Well, no, no, it's the V8. I'm sorry, as far as the V8 goes. Yeah, I think it's a weird firing pattern, but yeah, that was not a flattering... No? That's a shame. Maybe he uh, yeah, get on wheel up, well and find himself a new exhaust. I finally pulled up next to the guy, and I go, "What is that a Flowmaster? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, what do you think? And I'm like, eh. He's like, it's my uncle's truck. Be honest. And I go, it doesn't sound good. And he goes, yeah, it sounds fucking awful. <laughs> oh, no. 
Um, so the Mercedes GLA 45. I just got this car like three hours ago. Yeah, this is a car that I've had some interest in too because it's it's. I like the CLA, the CLA 45. The CLA, I, I liked it in love. Yeah, I, I like the engine. I like the the dual clutch gearbox. I I like most of the time. Yeah. Um, I like the way it sounds. I like that they've basically built an Evo with a nice interior. It's a I mean, it's a nutty motor. Yeah, it is. It's a very manic engine. Um, but the GLA, which th- some people will call a crossover, but I don't really think you could even it's, call it a crossover. It's, it's about the size of a Mazda 3 hatchback. It's like a small wagon. It's a little hatchback. Yeah. Or It's a big hatchback or a small wagon. Yeah. It's not a crossover. It's not like the parking lines. It didn't extend beyond the end of the parking spot. No, and I parked it in my garage, and it's only about four inches taller than my Fox body. How was it compared to the Fiesta size, like, right next to it? It's bigger than the Fiesta, yeah. obviously. It's... it's About Focus size? It's slightly bigger than a Focus. Okay. Slightly. Okay. Like, I'm, I don't... It, it would be an inch or two... Maybe, like, Outback size. Not that big. No, no. Outbacks are fucking big. Yeah, no, that's no, true. It's, They're it's, long. It's, I'm t- I pulled up next to a Mazda uh. 3 in traffic, and it's like a Mazda 3 that's, like, maybe two inches taller. Yeah. And, uh... You know, a lot is kind of the same as the CLA, but it rides better. Um, okay. Has better rear visibility because it has like a real rear window. Right. Um, the one thing that stood out at me, because I haven't, I haven't gone to the canyons. All I've done so far is drive from my house to Hollywood in here. That's it. So I sat in a lot of traffic. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a good little car, actually, but the sticker is $63,000 on it. And yeah. for that, you don't have keyless entry really? or keyless go. Which I think is weird. Considering that those features cost less to implement than their mechanical counterparts. And it also yeah. doesn't have the sports seats, which is weird. For 60-something thousand For 64 grand. That's not So acceptable. that, to me, like, I know that's a nitpick. Like, okay, you No, get, that's not a nitpick. That's completely justifiable. It's $60,000 for what is one of the base-level Mercedes. You should get that shit. I think you should probably get it. Yeah. It, it I don't I don't know anyone that's spending that much money on a Mercedes. And like also, are you do you want a four cylinder sixty five thousand dollar Mercedes? It's probably not gonna be worth shit. Like I don't know what the resale will be on that, but I'm not sure I want like if if this thing was fifty five, if it was like ten eight to ten grand less, I'd be going, Oh my god, this thing is great. Yeah. But it's sixty three, I'm sort of like Ooh, and we'll we'll revisit this. Because I got, I still got to go drive it, and tomorrow I'm going to go do a one take with it. So we'll see how it is in the canyons. Maybe it's incredible. Yeah, I, I had it on a on an on ramp like a clover leaf to get on the ten. Yeah, and it's it's sticky and it's fast. I mean, this thing runs like a twelve seven quarter. Like it's okay. fast. Yeah, there's no question it, it yeah. goes like a motherfucker. This thing. Um, I don't know what it weighs. Let me see what it weighs. Let me look it up right now. I'm going to guess thirty seven hundred right now. You think so? Yeah, thirty seven a. Mercedes GLA 45 weight. And what are we thinking? It is, I have to dig, 3384. Interesting. So reasonably light. So 3384 is only about 140 pounds heavier than a Focus ST. Okay. 
So and it's got well, that's all, your all wheel drive system. It's got right all wheel drive and it's got three hundred and forty five horsepower. So I it's mean it's a, 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 a fast car. You know, that yeah. with a dual clutch gearbox, you that's that's some real acceleration there. Which is the one thing I mean, as great as the manuals are in the STs, if they had a dual clutch in them, they'd be something else entirely. They'd be real fast. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be real fast. I mean fast. they are I don't, real fast. I don't wish it had a dual clutch. I'm glad it no, has a manual. No, but it'd be an interesting thing if they yeah. had it as an option, yeah. you know. And if they put a manual in the GLA or the CLA, it would be significantly slower. Yeah. You couldn't keep up because yeah. it's a close ratio gearbox. Keeps it in power. Yeah. Yeah. And what I like about this this thing so far is there's not a whole lot of settings. There's there's three okay. modes for the gearbox, comfort, sport, manual. So and then like, you can have traction control on and traction control off. So it's kind of like a WRX in that regard. That's where it's it. Just, it's yeah. it's basic. You don't need to go into like 19. Like the AMG GTS was badass, except it's got this really neat looking center console. It's the very V8 aviation inspired. Yeah. And there's like six big buttons. And every time you get into the car to get into the right mode, you have to press all six. It's like playing a game of Simon. Yeah. Yeah, you have to remember what order you did them in, and yeah. uh, um, and this one you don't do that. You just you, you just get in, and, and the RCF. Let's go back to the RCF for a second. What I liked yep. about the RCF is whatever setting you left it in, yep. it stayed in. Yep. That is something that is really under underrepresented. Under what's the word? Not enough people do that. Underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Not enough people do it. Yeah. Every time you get into a BMW or a Merc, or you have to reset all the shit. I have a theory on that. What? I think they reset it so that they meet fuel economy regulations with the default settings. That could be true. And the Lexus being a V8 it's probably has either the same, way. It probably has the same settings. Yeah. It, I don't I don't think I mean the throttle mapping certainly, but like I I see where your point is. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking on that front, so the Volkswagen thing is obviously this shit has hit the fan mm-hmm. on that. It's funny now seeing regular media picking up on it. We're almost certainly going to get stricter regulations now because everybody, the cat's out of the bag that all the manufacturers are gaming the system. This is, yeah, what, this is the first thing I said. I said well, yeah, every manufacturer yeah. does whatever they can get away with yeah. to game the EPA. It is... And we know that, and other serious enthusiasts know that. Yeah. But now the general public is caught Dude, if on. every car has to meet the standards that they have to meet now, but on rolling road tests, we're all fucked. Yeah. If they, you know, I mean, think about that. If you, if you have to go drive a Corvette like people drive Corvettes yeah. and expect it to still get 30 miles a gallon, you're fucking insane. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's some from start-stop technology to your throttle position and how that relates to your turbo boost to GM's one to four skip shift thing. Mm-hmm. All of that shit doesn't improve your real world economy. It improves how the car does on the EPA test. Exactly, like, that's it. Although the one thing I would say, it would be a short-term hit. But part of the reason that we have the shit that we have now is because of the EPA regulations. That's part of the reason we've had this crazy jump in technology too. I agree. It's a it's a double edged sword. I agree, but like like if like in the real world, you know, there's been lots of tests for this. You can use I'll use the the Ford F one fifty as an example. Mm-hmm. The EcoBoost engine, the the turbo motor. On the EPA test, it gets like 15, 20% better fuel economy than the V8. Yeah. In the real world, it's almost exactly the same. I found it worse than the V8. Maybe it could even be worse in certain situations. Yeah. Um, 
and and a lot of that is you know that's that's what's happening here with Volkswagen. It's you know it's well Volkswagen, their car does something completely different, but everyone else. Well, it's like I think the Fiesta is quoted at like thirty five or thirty eight miles per gallon. I don't know what you'd have to do to get that. But I I never hit boost. Never ever hit boost. That's what you would have to do. Yeah. Because they've got the you remember before you flash it, they've got the little shift indicator of you hey, you should fo- shift. Yeah, up. you follow that. You follow that and you're good. Yeah, and you're going so slow. I mean, I still average I think twenty three or twenty five. Yeah, no, we, but, uh, Thad still gets in the twenties with his, but like yeah. thirty five, I don't think we've ever seen thirty five. I don't think I've even seen it on the highway. And also we don't I mean the the EPA highway fuel economy is fifty five. Fuck drives no, 55. There's no fucking way. You know, especially not in a car like that. No yeah. one's going 55 in that car. No. So, I mean, it, everybody it, games it what, in, in whatever way they can get away with. It's ironic, too, because the diesels are probably actually the closest in terms of in terms of real-world numbers. However, the particulate thing that, that yeah. Volkswagen's brought up is they've shot themselves in the foot with it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of speculation on whether they're going to just fix it with a software change or whether they're going to have to go in and retrofit the cars or they may have to buy them all back. Well, I read, I read that it was, you know, what was it anything from $22 a car to $1,200 a car yeah. to, to, to do the fix. And I, I'm guessing in their, their lightest car, the Golf TDI, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe even the Polo TDI in the U.S., in, the, in Europe, a software flash will fix it. In a heavier car, like a like a uh, like a Q5 2.0 TDI, they probably have to add the the blue stuff. Yeah, it's a, they're going to need the you're, you're probably going to need the urea ejection. Just oh, by the way, yeah. let me just interject this. Yep. Two days ago, my mother bought a diesel Audi. <laughs> she bought a diesel. Are you Q- fucking, did I she get a hell of a deal on it? Hopefully, yeah. Well, yes, but she know okay. we've known the dealer for a long time, and mm-hmm. it's like my father's best friend is the dealer. Yeah, since they were four years old. But literally, my mother bought a Q5 diesel two days ago. I mean, it's still a great car. It just didn't meet. And they she bought. Lied. She got the six. The six was not included in the thing. Okay, only the four cylinders. The okay. sixes all have the blue stuff. Well, they'd have to to pass the. Yeah, yeah. They have and they do. So it's, yeah, it's whatever. The, but she got it. <laughs> so. But for where she, you know, for driving in New England in the My winter, mom loves her diesel. Good, she loved her Q7, yeah. and she is super into this Q5. I'll never forget when we were doing that big shootout at Chuckwalla. Yeah, and Nino was driving oh, the diesel Cayenne, the Cayenne. Yeah, and he drove 400 miles and then still had a third of a yeah. tank left. Yeah, in a car that was loaded up with probably uh, 1,500 pounds of gear. Yeah, it was fucking Max, insane. It was maxed out. Yeah, gear for sure. And he was not driving slow. Well, he was driving fast for Nino, which is fast slow for, for Nino, else. which is yeah. yeah, slow for us, probably slightly faster than regular traffic. Yeah. Um. So. Um. This one is a bit of a, a bit of a delay of game. Uh, so, Paul Walker's daughter, Meadow, yeah, suing Porsche uh, for millions upon millions of dollars. I haven't read a specified amount yet. It's it it's, was it's substantial. Subs- that, it's millions yeah. upon millions. Um, because uh, alleging that the Carrera GT was unsafe, unsafe. Period. Inherently so. Inherently unsafe and and unsafe for the road. Now, let's break this this down for a minute. Do you remember the conversation we had about this back in 2013? I don't think we ever had it on the show. 
I but do you remember the conversation? Was it regard in regards to tires? Well, there's tires, yeah. which is what uh, which is what me and various other smart people who yeah. want to look at the situation as a whole. Uh, that's what we think. That and we also have the benefit of knowing a lot of the parties that were yeah around this thing and knowledge of the cars and the road yeah the air that area yeah um this lawyer so let me let's let's make one thing perfectly clear meadow paul's daughter yeah is not suing porsche the lawyers are suing porsche yeah and have convinced meadow to attach her name to it yeah because she's what 16 yes she's 16 she most certainly does not understand these types of she's upset that her dad and her dad's friend died right and they're they're taking advantage of this the lawyers are yeah that's what i mean this the lawyer this lawyer called me her lawyer really two years ago yes wanting me to testify that the carrera gt was unsafe because it didn't come with stability control. That was he called me. I had about an hour conversation with this guy. Yeah. And over the course of the conversation, it became very very clear to me what this guy was doing. He smelled blood. Yeah. And this guy was in it is in it for the cash. Obviously. This was the, this is something that was hatched up by the lawyer. Yeah. Not by uh, by Meadow. And then twist her arm into it, basically. Probably. Uh, maybe they had to twist her arm. Maybe yeah. they didn't. I don't know. But it, it certainly wasn't her idea. I assure you. Yeah. Um, so this lawyer uh, called me, and he, he referred to the crash um, at California Speedway, Auto Club Speedway, four, five or six years back. Mm-hmm. Remember this? Two Very guys nice. coming off the banking in a Carrera GT, yeah. lost it, and hit what I believe was the end of the wall. Yeah. That end cap, and it cut the car in half, Which would essentially. do that to pretty much any and, car. And they died. Yeah. And there was a lawsuit against Porsche, and Porsche settled. They paid. I'm sure they it was, never went to yeah. trial, but Porsche paid, and I think it was something. Don't hold me to it. It was between 3 and $7 million. And I think that, honestly, I think Porsche would have won that, but it would have co- probably cost them $20 they million may, dollars they may have won, yes. to, to make that point. But the precedent has been made that they are payers. They will pay. Yeah. And so this guy's lawsuit alleges that Porsche had stability management on their other cars at the time, the 996 mm-hmm. um, uh, and the 997 at the very end of the Carrera GT's run. Right. Um, and the 997 Turbo and, and the Boxster um, and the Cayman all had uh, – and the Cayenne. Right. All had uh, had stability control. But they also weren't very limited run supercars. The exactly. The 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 point being is that the the Carrera GT intentionally did not have stability control. Intentionally. Yeah. Just like the Ford GT, just like the Viper. Um and the, and they stopped making it because they didn't want to add it. Yeah, it became a government regulation yeah, the, and, and, after uh, 05, it was yeah. all after 06, I somewhere believe. in that time. Frame. After 06, yeah. cars had to have stability control, um, and or, and, to, and remember, we got the origins of the of the Carrera GT race car. The origins and of the Carrera GT legit, were a, a Le Mans car, yeah, prototype car. Realistically, yeah. it was a race car yes. that then they could race, so they made it a production car. Yes, very limited production, very exotic, and, and obviously we're not we're not breaking ground on the Carrera GT here at this point, right? But. Um, so the suit alleges that Porsche should have sold this car with stability control and that did not and thus were negligent. Right. 
which is fucking stupid. <laughs> the yeah. car's been out of production since like 2006, right? Yeah. And 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 the car in question, Roger's car, was on 10-year-old tires. Yep. And and there is no way, you know, a Carrera GT, they have to do the whatever the minimum crash testing is to sell the car. They have maybe it's five cars, six cars they have to crash. These are expensive cars. So maybe Honda, if the minimum is five cars, maybe Honda will crash 20 cars because mm-hmm. they're selling a lot of these cars. You know, there's only like a thousand Carrera GTs ever sold. You know, there's there's very maybe it's fifteen hundred, but there's very very few of them, mm-hmm. and so they can only crash so many of them, and they can't examine every possible, you know, outcome of every possible crash. Right. So one part of this lawsuit alleges that that they should have put in stability control and did not. The other part is that the way that the seatbelt attached to the car on the bulkhead when Paul and Roger hit. It moved the attachment point in a way that, like, broke Paul's body, essentially. Uh, again, yeah. this, this is not something that you could predict, necessarily. Maybe, maybe if you crashed enough cars in a lab, you could. Maybe. Yeah. But not necessarily. You're not going to crash <clears throat> a car from every possible angle. And also that, that they were negligent in producing a car that caught on, that caught on fire after the crash. That that shouldn't have happened. The fuel tank and this and that and whatever. Yeah. Well, let's let's go and crash a number of cars and see how many catch on fire. I bet it's I quite mean, a few. Yeah. The the point is, you know, a bunch of people have crashed Carrera GTs and most of them have survived. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the car was was certified for road use when it was new, and you know it it met all the regulations of the time. Mm-hmm. Roger's car, I hate to say it, was in a state of disrepair. By not having the correct tires. Yep. That I would consider that a state of non-use. You don't get in that car and fucking drive it. And oh, by the way, if Roger and Paul had gotten in that car and it had traction control, what would you guess the first thing that they would do <laughs> yeah. when they get out of the car? Yeah. And and how and and I'm not sure. Maybe it would be possible to prove. Maybe it wouldn't. If the car had traction control, if it was on or not at the time of the crash. And the other thing that this <clears throat> lawyer, you know, the whole situation obviously sucked. But the other thing that this lawyer's going to have an uphill battle on if they don't just settle is the fact well, that... Well, he's betting they're going to settle. If they, they go to trial, he loses. Yeah. If they go to trial, he loses because already the cause of death was, you know, pronounced as speed. You know, they... they, uh, they yeah. You know, that's the... CHP did the investigation and they said speed was what did it. Yeah. So when that comes down to you know an actual <clears throat> civil lawsuit, they're going to go. Well, these were the findings from CHP. So you know, they're but they are you know they have a lot of resources. This is a big law firm. Yeah. They want Porsche to settle, and they want you know they're going to get the yeah. they want their thirty percent or whatever the lawyers cut is thirty percent forty percent whatever that cut is. Yeah. Porsche has a history of settling. The only thing that I could see in this case that might make Porsche fight this is that it's such a high profile accident. Yeah. That they may want to one prove a point and two make sure their name is clear. That well there there's because it's such a high profile accident the two angles are one they might want to really throw it at it and clear their name or two yeah. they might pay and and get and sign a non-disclose and yeah. go away quietly. But make no fucking mistake this is a lawyer play. This yeah. is not a me- a, a Meadow Walker play. 
Meadow Walker is worth like fifty million dollars. Yeah. Her grandchildren won't have to work. Yeah. She doesn't need Never mind whether her father made when he was living, his life insurance is I'm sure Well he he I yeah. mean when he died he was worth at least twenty five or thirty million dollars. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And I mean I and whatever I know they all got back-end deals on Fast 7, and I follow fucking Tyrese and Ludacris and shit on Instagram, and they're all rocking private jets. Yeah. So, so Meadow, I mean, yes, of course she could use a father that she no longer has, but she doesn't need Porsche's money. No. And, and after talking to this guy on the phone for an hour where he basically tried to get me to say that I believed this car to be unsafe, which I don't. And I went back at him every time. The tires. The tires. All I wanted to talk about was the tires. And I told him that if he wanted me to testify, I would testify that driving around a Carrera GT on 10-year-old tires is dangerous. And that driving one around on brand new tires is not dangerous. Mm -hmm. And if he would like me to testify that, I would testify that. Mm -hmm. But he asked me to if I would say a whole bunch of other shit on the record, most of which I didn't even know. Yeah, you know about Paul's private life and whatever, and I, I knew him, but not that well. Yeah, and so I don't, you know, but I did talk to this lawyer, and I did immediately know what this guy was doing, and it was fairly unsavory he shit. Was, he was lawyering. That's he, what was, he was. He doing. was ambulance chasing. Yeah, I mean, at a much higher level with a few more zeros and commas, but he was straight up ambulance chasing. Yeah, um, and that's that's fucking sad. It's sad. Yeah. What's even more sad is I'm starting to hear about Paul's cars getting sold when I tried to buy a couple of them and they wouldn't return my calls. That's more sad. Yeah. Not really. It's not more sad. It's, it's not more sad. It's, it's not more sad. It sucks that you didn't get when you asked that nobody was. I know. I, I, I know. I would have paid. Uh, I would have paid a premium at a time. Yeah. Fuck me. What else is going on? Uh, you said. Didn't you say you wanted to talk about something? Yeah, so I have, at this point, I've been up for like 37 hours straight. That's impressive. I haven't done that uh, since college. Yeah, well, I'm getting ready for uh, a company launch next week. So I own part of a company up in San Francisco called IDK, which just stands for I don't know, because yeah. my business partner, when he had to go into corporate, he's like, I don't fucking know, so he called it IDK. That's good. So that is a uh, events management platform for like and our biggest our biggest clients happen to be the pride parades so we uh-huh. actually do like all the vendors and getting electricity hook up and all that so we do all that shit so i have now learned that for the launch next week i am going to an event called interpride in vegas what is interpride so it is apparently because our biggest clients are all the pride parades it is a convention of the people that run pride parades. So really? literally, the organizers and the grand marshals of the pride parades. It is quite literally going to be the gayest thing the gayest I've ever thing been you've to ever in done. my life. Yeah, it'll be super gay. It's, so my business partner's sending me all this stuff. And like he's got this giant party where he's got like drag queen singers going on stage. Chaka Khan going around doing handshakes. You know what? That like, might be fun, though. It's going to be interesting. That could be fun. It's going to be interesting. I've been to some gay, some super gay parties, and they were really fun. Hey, you know what? It, they're fucking great. It's They're great clients. Let me put it that way. They <laughs> when pay are you doing well. that? Uh, that's next Wednesday. Oh, nice. Well, so, we're going to have a show before then, because we have regular car reviews. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be Thursday. Um, yeah. I just did a Hooniverse with those guys. You know, it's uh, as usual. 
It's and they're fucking you, weirdos. They are weirdos. They are they are everything that you'd think they'd be, and it's fucking great. I felt really bad because I found out the Lexus fucking blew the gearbox while yeah. they were on their flight here. Yeah, I was I was trying I was playing uh, point on that for between Ugh. you and Rick and those guys for a while. Twenty two hundred dollars. Did you buy it? That's what it cost me to get a fucking. New I was gearbox. I was wondering if you were going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I gotta. I'm, I'm committed. Okay. I have no choice. If the engine explodes, that's a different story. Yeah. But the gearbox, like, it can conti- we can continue. Is like, this a new gearbox or is this a rebuilt? I'm or? rebuilding the existing gearbox. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that was a whole thing because uh, yeah, Rick texted me at like 9:30 in the morning. He's like, uh, "We got a problem. Yeah. I need you to help out the RCR guys." And I'm like, "Oh shit." Yeah. So, what did uh, you do to help out? Uh, basically, I ended up being point because you were traveling. Oh yeah, Rick didn't really know those guys, so I ended up being like the point man of oh, like, okay, yeah. so if we go here, we can get you guys a rental car, and this is what it's going to run you. And I felt bad because they had to uh, to get a rental car. I, I I wired them a little money. Yeah, well, I, I think at the end of the day, I bet you that rental car. They almost broke even considering the fuel economy, and that's double what I'm sure it might Lexus be. Was. If they can get, you think they can get high thirties in that car? I think you can probably get almost forty. If they can get, if they can actually get forty in that car, they might break even. And judging from one of the videos I saw of Mister Regular driving, yeah, on yeah, the no, five where he, he was doing very like slow. fifty miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, they drive. I think forty. I think forty miles per gallon is realistic for them. They drive super slow. Mm-hmm. Those guys. They're not. Uh, they're not. They're they're literary people. They're not. They're not speed demons. Um, so, I uh, we're going to see them on their way back down through L.A., and then Thad and Zach and Musto just went to go off-roading in this E30. I saw that. They're, That's they're a cool back. car. Yeah, I think they want to record a show on Friday That's when Musto's they get car, back. right? Um, Musto didn't want it, okay. so I think Zach took it. Oh, Zach I, bought it? I think, yeah. <laughs> Musto has like five cars and he didn't want it, so yeah. Zach bought the C30. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, it's a shit box. Is it? Yeah. Okay, it's a 325e. He was getting itchy about with the with the Crown Vic. That much. Well, this it? is not gonna. Th- this thing is like 106 horsepower. It's a it's a shit box. Yeah. So but, he's not. He's gonna keep the Crown Vic, and he's got that. Yeah, he's gonna. I think once they're done filming with the Z30, they're just gonna sell it. Oh, okay. I don't think he actually wants to keep it, but he does own it right now. Thad's probably sitting there with machinations of like, how can we make this a rally car? You could. I mean, you you could. You call up Bill Caswell you and you could. hand him three grand. You, the problem is you need a new engine because it just it doesn't have the power. That's it's where just, we call up our friend in Florida and or that kid I that kid in near Reno that I filmed with make a turbo on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Who's our friend in Florida? E thirty six whisper. Oh, fellow, fellow. Yo, fellow's in L A this weekend. I think is, is he? he Formula D at Irwindale this okay. coming weekend. I think oh, it is. Shit. I think he he's on the Formula D circuit now, driving the Carlitos tires E36. We should if he's in town uh, when RCR's here, we should have him have him stop by. Oh my god, fellow like literary people and a guy who can't read yeah. together. Can <sighs> be this. Fellow's shit. a good kid. I I, really I love like fellow. Him. Yeah, the guy can fucking wheel. He's I remember, hilarious. Uh, my mom got some new furniture, so she she gave her old couch and everything to fellow. Uh, and he showed up at my Your mom's. Your mom did? Yeah. When was that? What? When he Be- moved here? Before, Yeah, when he was here. Really? That's where- <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, so he got some some of my mom's old furniture. So he showed up at her house in like a uh, in a Dodge 1500. Yeah, yeah, it's the most beat truck and ever. And I helped him load everything up in it, and it was 
the dashboard was disintegrating from yeah. having been in Florida. Yeah. No, his truck was fucked. Like, chunks of the dashboard had just disappeared. Yeah. I think he got a new truck since then. Yeah. I don't think that truck made it all the way back to Florida. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think he's all right. But he's, he's in – check out uh, fellow Ambivero. Uh, he's in the Formula D circuit. If you see him at Irwindale, say Hey, hi. good for him, man. I mean – Oh, yeah. Guy I, can fucking drive. I mean, he's what, 23, 24 at this point? Mm, 25, 26. Okay. Still pretty good. I mean – Yeah. I got uh, I got respect for him. I mean, the kid's got major mechanical skills. Yeah, no, he does. He can so. build an E36 in his sleep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, follow uh, – where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. <laughs> Get your own damn podcast at ShoutEngine.com. It's easy. You just need a computer, a microphone, and an internet connection. And uh, we will be back next week with, I believe, the guys from Regular Car Reviews, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, new one takes from the East Coast all this week and next week on the Smoking Tire. I see you later, man. <laughs>